Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. This is episode number 68, and I'm living a godly life so I can walk <laughs> through that pearly gate when the end comes for me. Nice. There's not, there's not going to have to be any difficult decisions made. Mm. They, they're going to say, they're going to have a look at my portfolio of experiences, <laughs> yeah. and they're going to look at their clipboard. Yeah. It's going to be like getting into a nightclub and they're going to check the list. They're going to mm. check it twice, check if I've been naughty or nice. <laughs> and they're going to just mix in a few metaphors there. <laughs> and there'll be no lumps of coal for me. I'm going straight <laughs> through the pearly gates because of my down here behavior. Mm, that's they're right. They're going to say, they're going to say, oh, you got full marks for down there behavior, Alexander. <laughs> Come in the pearly gate. <laughs> You've really boiled down the essence of monotheism. Uh, it's just about getting your down there behavior right. <laughs> Everybody, if you want to have eternity up there, then you better get your you better get your down there behavior get, right. Get your up there right first. Get your down there right. Um, Otherwise, you get sent double down. You get double down. You get sent down. Yeah, that's true. You get you get if you get bad marks for down there, then you get even more down there. It's pretty <laughs> pretty intuitive. <laughs> you, my friend, uh, we, we're separated again. Mm. You're still in New York. Still in New York. Can't touch you this time. No, we're sat across from each other digitally. We're a little closer mm. geographically than we would normally be. Uh, Adelaide, I mean Melbourne and Berlin, and as opposed to the Big Apple, where I still am, and Berlin. Uh, and next week, I will be. In the great nation of Canada, so I'm man. This is I'm the on a never-ending world tour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can't wait. I can't wait to bring the cast to a whole new audience. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why, but just being there just it helps you, it resonate with the local audience. I heard that you're being honoured by sliding out the first puck at a Toronto. <laughs> Are they the Maple Leafs? Yeah, the Maple Leafs game. Uh, okay, I'm going to be heading there tomorrow. And yes, the following day, I'm going to do a little DPTM book signing at the uh, CN, the well-known CN Tower, uh, and then and then I'm going to stop in uh, for some poutine. That's a kind of yeah. poutine-centered photo ops uh, that I'm doing <laughs> that my my agents, that Colin, our producer, has organised. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cole. Cole's organised a whole bunch of appearances for you. Yeah, and then um, sliding out that first puck for the Maple Leafs, <laughs> and it's a time-honoured tradition. <laughs> You'll be sitting sitting in the box next to Drake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And can you do you think you can announce yet? Are you confident that you'll be in Berlin in October? Uh, can you? Can yeah, you? I think are you ready to make that announcement live on the show? Yeah, let's do, let's do it, and then it'll happen. Get my get all my mates excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the Berlin audience, the hundred thousand strong. Yeah, audience we might have excited. To, we might have to fire up the Patreon because I'm doing a bit too much traveling this year and not enough work. But um, <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but <laughs> but with the requisite level of support, I can be there in October. <laughs> so yeah, so you're you're coming over to Europe for a wedding. That's right, another fucking wedding. Jeez, how many weddings are you going to this year? I know. It seems to be a uh, seems to be that time in our lives, and um, yeah, and everybody had to put them on hold mm, for the virus. Exactly, there was too much virus and not enough love. There's too much COVID nineteen in this world. And not enough love to get us all by. <laughs> that is my reworking of Jason's Donovan. Too many broken hearts. Oh, lovely in this world. Um, yeah, my my um, cream-coloured summery wedding suit is going to get yeah. real worn by the end of this year. It's gonna, not going to be so cream by the end no, of summer. It'll be tattered and tattered with a lot of red wine stands. Mm, exactly. Um, thankfully, I don't have any other best man responsibilities so i can just as soon as the as soon as the doors open i can just start hitting the booze and a grab a shampoo yeah exactly <laughs> grab a cutlet shampoos in each hand not that i didn't enjoy that very much but uh but you know once you're when you're just a guest among guests it's kind of you can just let yourself go i am uh, i'm also a man who's going to a wedding this week oh yeah what in berlin I'm going to a in Paris. Oh wow! Oh, 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 I'm that I'm that type of dude that just weddings one week in New York and then a wedding the next in, in Paris. Wow! From- Shout out to Elena and Dan. They're going to have me at the chateau mm. for oh, that'll be a very bunch nice. of wine and cheese and a celebration of love. From baby boy Ezra, going to be there. Oh. From Paris to Berlin, in every wedding I get in. My heart is bumping for love, <laughs> bumping for love. Good, good reference. I'd forgotten that yeah. one. Yeah, I'd be singing that if I lived in Berlin every time I went to Paris, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> So I like to start the cast off fun, John, mm. just in case it gets dark and dirty later and we get <laughs> all sad and drag everything down. Yeah. I at least like to front load it with fun and frivolity. Mm. So I, I tend that. to get most of my Don't Praise the Machine ideas from the subway in Berlin, the screens <laughs> that bring up entertainment news. And I sit there and go, oh, yeah. sometimes I just get the subway because I need ideas. I don't even yeah. know anywhere to go. I just ride it around with just, a notebook. Just on, your, the on your way home to record, you're just looking at it going, come on, give me something. Come on. <laughs> come on. Then I go, yes, Will Smith. <laughs> bonus. <laughs> so I did see a little Will Smith yeah. note this week. Oh, really? Uh, so I had a bit of a look into it. Excellent. And it just said that <laughs> Bad Boys 4 is on hold because of his slap. Oh, and no. I didn't even know they're up to four. Did you know that a Bad Boys came out in 2020? No, that had passed me by, I think. Me too. Apparently it did quite well because they were going to do a fourth one. Did it have and, is it Martin Lawrence? Is that the yeah. that is offsider? And the news that I saw was that all the entertainment uh, blogs and news services were running an article that said, Martin Lawrence tells Ebony Magazine that he still wants to make at least one Bad Boys movie. Mm. So he's leaving the door open for that. I mean, wouldn't we just love to spend the rest of our lives with 
monthly access to a bad boy's universe. You forgot your board and pass again. Yeah, that classic line. Well, it's funny yeah. that you should mention that because, uh, yeah, Martin Lawrence said, look, I, I don't want to get into what he did. I just want to say he's my friend mm. and we really want to make bad boys four. We'd started to make it and then we had to cease production because of the slap. Yeah. But you'll be happy to know... John, that um, because I got connections to Hollyweird, mm-hmm. I managed to actually get a little bit of audio from one of the early drafts of the film. Yeah. And um, it's exciting. It's sounding pretty good. And it's kind of, I, I like this bit. It's a bit of a play on like a famous bit. Yeah. That they've remixed for 20. Ah. They've remixed for Bad Boys 4. So I've I just see. popped that in for. Uh, to Messenger oh, yeah. for you if you just want to click I'm on that. that play. I can't wait. Keep my wife's name <laughs> out your fucking mouth! <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, that's the best way to deal with it, isn't it? Just, just have art imitate life. He rolls out from behind the barrels and he points his gun at the bad guys, yeah. Will. Yeah. And he screams that at them and they look very confused <laughs> because... His wife. His wife's not in the movie. <laughs> his wife. He doesn't have a wife in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then he shoots them and it all explodes. <laughs> Everyone's happy with the reference to the first film from 95. <laughs> Keep my wife's board and pass out your fucking mouth. <laughs> Keep... <laughs> My wife's boarding pass <laughs> out your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to that actually yeah, coming out. That's great. Can't wait. I, Get him back in. I've been um, scouring the internet, obviously on a semi-regular basis for updates about Will. Because I'm just Wait, yeah has he has he gone into hiding? Well, there he was must have he's gone to ground. Yeah, there was a there was some reports that he had uh, flown to India in an attempt to get into <laughs> like a, the Beatles. Yeah, exactly. It said <laughs> the it, so this is um this is from a few months ago, and I think it's from ET who was reporting that the A lister was on a spiritual journey of sorts. Oh, so good. He'd headed to India. Uh, in order to seek out yoga and meditation, which which I guess is unavailable in Los Angeles, um, and, uh, <laughs> and then then somebody was reporting on some kind of unnamed source who was close to him. Uh, but sounds very plausible from this quote that this is exactly the kind of conversation that he would have had with somebody where they said, "Look, every time I talk to him." He always says everything is in divine splendor, you know, so, so he's good. And I don't know what that means. Uh, and I'm sure that, fairly confident that he doesn't know what that means either. Um, um, I'm assuming that because Ravi Shankar has sadly passed, mm. he has to do the next best thing and hang out uh, with one of his children, which would be Nora Jones. Nora Jones. So uh, he's just probably hanging just out with Nora Jones a, in India. Doing a duet of Come Away With Me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we want to just, looking up Will Smith, 
I couldn't help but have a bit of a glance at the top 10 grossing films for 2022. You ready for this? Yeah. Can you handle this? So you ready for this? Can you handle this? <laughs> yeah, go on. Okay, number one. You can probably guess what number one is. For this year. Yeah. I don't know. I've actually been fairly out of 20, touch. 2023. I don't know. You've seen it. You've seen it. Oh, Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Mm. Correct. So it goes. Top Gun Maverick. Number one. Number two, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Number three, Jurassic World Domination. Number four, The Batman. Number five, bit of a red herring, Watergate Bridge, mm. which is a Chinese propaganda film that uh, I, the, you go through the top grossing films now. Yeah. And ton, it's now peppered with Chinese films that are just for Chinese audiences because oh. the audience is so massive. Yeah, of course. These Chinese films that China, they just, just make Chinese a huge amount of money. See. So that wasn't yeah. really rel- – I mean, I haven't heard of it, but it wasn't really big in the English-speaking world. No, mm. it's all – it's another propaganda film about the glory of the Chinese uh, communist mm-hmm. uh, regime and this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, number six, Minions, Rise of Gru. Uh, yeah. Number seven, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Number eight, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Number nine, Uncharted, <laughs> which Sonic just in case Hedgehog. in case you thought uh, you we'd gotten away with one. No, that's based on a video game. Uh, Number ten, Thor, Love and Thunder. Great. So some fresh some fresh ideas. <laughs> some fresh ideas. Yeah. In that top ten. Actually, I just want to thank I, the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, at least for, they're pushing some original content. <laughs> pushing some original content, at least. Mm. And um, I wanted to put out the call. I rag on Hollywood because I don't like uh, any of those films. I'm mm. not paying to go and see any of this trash that's based <laughs> on existing intellectual property. I want to give a alternative, <laughs> yeah. which is my favourite film of the last year, five years, I think, which is American Honey from 2016, mm. which stars Shia LaBeouf. And Sasha Lane. Sasha Lane was actually, I believe, discovered by the director oh. in the months leading up to the film. The the director, they'd lost their original choice mm-hmm. for the lead. And then the director went to spring break, Cancun, and saw her at spring break and thought that she had the energy of the character oh. and they approached her and said, do you want to be next to Shia LaBeouf? Mm. As about a teenage girl with nothing to lose, joins a travelling magazine sales crew and gets caught up in a whirlwind of hard-partying, law-bending, young and young love as she crisscrosses the Midwest with a band of misfits. Wow. What did you like about it? It just felt quite real, mm. the relationship between herself and Shia. Mm-hmm. And it's this like classic road movie mm. where these people that they don't really fit in anywhere and they're young and their life is just full of potential, but it's also precarious. Yeah. And they just go out and they just don't know how to, how, they don't know how to f- make the world, they don't know how to make it make sense, mm. but they're giving it a go. Mm. And the soundtrack is dope too. Ah. And you just really feel like you're on this journey with Shia. Yeah. And Sasha. And so if anybody out there wants to take my recommendation, mm. give me a shout. I remember it's in four by three and rate aspect ratio. Okay. Wow. If that's the ratio for you, yeah. then this could be the film for you. I like 16 by nine myself, but that's fine. 
Um, yeah, I like an occasional four by. I'll, I'll see. I might see one, maybe two four by threes a year, mm-hmm. and the rest of the time sticking a <laughs> usually sixteen by nine. <laughs> mm, I've um, I've been helping to babysit my brother Tom's kids the last few days, yes. so I have seen a couple of things that are derivative of intellectual property. A few, <laughs> there's about seven or eight hundred. Toy Story spin-offs I've discovered some of which really well there's there's M- more so than that new Buzz one that's apparently bombed has it yeah there, well there's that and then there's obviously Toy Story I think one through four, four, one the, through four four was the most recent yeah one. but then there's uh, on Disney I guess is the platform Disney Plus uh, they there's like various other little kind of digressions into side characters and it'll say, oh. you know, what happened to little Bo Peep from Sto- Toy yeah, Story 2. Yeah, no way. Um, and there's one which I'm looking forward to to watching where the Piggy Bank um, character, I don't know what it's called, probably Piggy, um, is, uh, is the star of a little, I think also kind of vignette-sized spin-off uh, where it's just called something like the piggy bank asks, what is money? And I'm hoping that, what? that it's a kind of pro capitalist, uh, exposition of the benefits of a free market. Um, cause that'd be good new territory for them to go into. I mean, that's, it's actually a very deep and interesting question. Mm. What is money? It is. Yeah. It's one that I, I think it was early, a thing that I had earlier in the cast's life flagged as a potential discussion because I'm always fascinated by it. But I'm not sure that the Toy Story vignette is going to scratch every itch I have in that way. But Piggy asks, what problem does Bitcoin solve? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Why aren't NFTs genuinely Um, (laughs) non-fungible? So, yeah, that's been good. I also watched The Jungle Book, which I have to say was a very visually impressive Movie uh, by John Favreau and others. Um, oh, the Fav, the Fav Meister went straight from swingers to producing yeah. a remake of the Jungle Book. Um, uh, you know, I'm not generally in the market for these films, so while in this sort of twenty odd years where I have basically taken no interest in them, the technology, the special effects have gotten insane, and uh, all the animals in Jungle Book look extremely real. Uh, wow, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing, and they all talk. Uh, so, congratulations to John Favreau, <laughs> <laughs> Swingers and Jungle Book. Swingers and Jungle Book, as far as I know, and that movie <laughs> Chef, where he casts himself as married to Sofia Vergara, which is profoundly <laughs> implausible. Um, <laughs> Look, I'm at the stage in my holiday where I'm starting to consolidate lessons from the holiday and think about things that I'm going to miss about New York, things that I want to bring back to my life in Australia and not try not to forget about. Um, And several of them I've realized are food related. You and I have enjoyed, I think, during your brief stay in New York, the what the distinctive way that people order food here, and I'm thinking about <laughs> bringing that back to to Australian contexts because I think it would just translate as extremely obnoxious. But I'm sort of 
because people often say you go to a cafe here and this happened to me yesterday and probably every day I've been here it's happened people go let they use various permutations of let me get when they say yes they say uh just let me get the uh, open uh, steak sandwich yeah and I just think what an interesting phrase let me get it uh yeah or like can I get it uh yeah or I'm I'll do. I think I'll do the open steak sandwich. Yeah. A, let me get a. Can I get let, a? Let, I'll do the. Let me do the uh, open steak sandwich. It's like you're choosing an insurance plan, like <laughs> rather than just ordering what you want. And then, <laughs> so yeah. So the first thing I'm going to do when I get back to Brunswick is go down to my local cafe and say, "Let let me do the big breakfast, please. Mm. See how that goes." The other thing which I I'm puzzled by i don't know if you have this in berlin i'm curious to know is there's not really much in australia and i think it's probably it's probably in the pipeline but i've really enjoyed the kind of stop in single slice pizza places Mm. here because it's a kind of massive piece of pizza so that's that makes me happy but also you eat it standing up and it's all very kind of you know, no frills and you just have a little paper plate and uh, you dump the paper plate in a bin and leave. It's all very kind of functional and you just let the kind of vibe of the place soak up. I went into one the other day and it had, uh, it was a Joe's pizza, shout out to Joe's. Yeah. Uh, And it was a classic kind of experience where I was just having a slice of Supreme hunched up in the corner surrounded by people enjoying their night out and I was looking at the pictures of Joe with various celebrities, uh, one of whom, oh. one of whom was Cuba Gooding Jr., which has been unfortunate because uh, he's, he's, had, he's had a quick cancel. Uh, but, and I think Pee Wee Herman, who got cancelled back in the 90s, but I think now is, is okay again. He's rehabilitated. Yep. He's rehabbed. Yeah. Um, so that's an interesting cultural experience which I'd like to have back. Um, the third one is getting diners into like proper diner experiences. Again, we yeah. don't really have that in Melbourne because, y- you know, anytime you want to, um, go out for breakfast, it's going to cost you about $80. Uh, <laughs> and it's all fairly, it's all fairly high end. Um, but the other thing is, is unrelated to food. It's more a case of, uh, the kind of, we've talked on the show before about airport confidence, and I think there is a kind of false confidence that just comes with being away from home. And I felt that the other day when I went to to a little dive bar in Brooklyn and um, there was a guy who uh, was harassing a woman in there and uh, he was just kind of extremely drunk and sort of giving her unwanted attention and she was making it mm. very clear that it was unwanted and then before I really realized what I was doing, I walked, <laughs> I had walked up to him and he was a big, he was a big man. Uh, mm. And I had like put my hand up on his shoulder mm. and then, and kind of tried to like push him out of the way, which must've just looked ridiculous. I mean, cause he could have easily just dropped me. He was about a foot taller than me. And I thought to myself, man, I'm not sure that I would have be, I would be doing this in Melbourne. I'm just kind of, I'm just protected by a veil of unreality because I'm traveling. Because <laughs> I'm traveling, but if this guy just wanted to kill me, he very easily could. And I, you were like, "I don't get killed in this movie." 
This is my New York holiday story. This can't can't end with me being killed in a dive bar. And it didn't. Uh, but fortunately, another man who was a bit more of an even match for this guy came up as well. And uh, But yeah, it was, that, it was that kind of moment of strange, surreal holiday confidence. So what I'm hoping is I can is I can screw a little bit of that up and bring it back with me to Melbourne, you know, for the next time I need to confront someone in a bar or could be anything, mm-hmm. could be anything really. doesn't have to be that. Um, so yeah, wish me luck. Jacinta, my partner, she's gone back to Australia. So now, oh, well, I would like to say I'm alone in the big city, but that's not quite true. Uh, I've got all my family here, but she went back and now I'm in that phase at the end of the holiday as well, which you, which Australians experience where you start to kind of slightly dread the return journey because it is so vast. You get past the halfway mark Mm. and you start feeling that real life creeping back up, Mm. which is always disappointing because I think you get to a point in your life, I think, when you're a bit older, Mm. hopefully, where you you realise on a logical level Mm. that there's no difference between the days at the end of the holiday and the days at the start of the holiday. Yeah, yeah. It's just that the silly way that we construct time Mm. makes it that somehow the end of the holiday can never be as enjoyable as the start of the holiday. It's true. Even though they're the same. Yeah, it's true. It's a day in New York. Yeah, exactly. That you don't have to work. Exactly. If you could somehow just be one of those rare people who is rooted in the present, although I'm not sure anyone really manages this on holiday. But somebody once said to me, you really need three weeks when you travel from Australia because you take a few, and probably just when you take a proper break because you have that wind down period at the start where you are thinking too much about the recent past, things that you huh. things that you left behind at work, stress that you accumulated. Yeah, it's true. And then you have a... And also the, also the stress of just like finding, like working out the public transport mm. in your new place, getting to... The hotel, it takes a few days of going, yeah, I got this. Mm, exactly. And then you have a, a bit in the middle where you're like, yeah, this is great. I feel like I could be living in New York. Yeah. Uh, and then you go, now I have to start thinking about going back to work and getting on the 36-hour journey back to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I could be Patrick Ewing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I could be... I, I could be Keith Hernandez reti- <laughs> retiring my number 17 jersey. So, did a bit of fun at the start yeah. with Will Smith. And I thought I might bookend the show with double fun, <laughs> just frivolity and fun. Yeah. I just. I don't- um, it's, it's a fairly light show. 
I don't know why you keep feeling like. <laughs> it's just, it's just pop culture. Yeah, and exactly. Then, like, <laughs> suddenly got it into your head that we do all this really dark content. <laughs> it's just Will Smith, and then we're just gonna check in with what's happening in Yemen, <laughs> and then back to celebrity gossip. <laughs> Um, so this bit goes, I've got, (laughs) I've two choices. One of them I just have written on my notes, but I've been eating tons of ice cream. I don't know if there's much there. (laughs) I've been eating ice cream every day. Wow. They're, they're obsessed with ice cream in Germany when summer comes. Okay. It's called, they call it ice, E-I-S. You just say ice. ice. That's what everybody knows. And uh, I started eating it just before I went to New York mm-hmm. and I discovered a place around, I discovered two ice cream parlors in my neighborhood that are both really good. Mm. And I've just been going there every single day and I've been trying every flavor that you can imagine mm. and basically what i have to do is i have to sacrifice another meal that might be like 600 calories so i have to like so that i'm allowed to have <laughs> my ice cream yeah so okay. i just don't i just go like instead of having ice cream for lunch maybe instead of having lunch and dinner mm-hmm. i'll just have ice cream that's what i've been doing <laughs> see how that works i mean if you're prepared to if you're prepared to make the sacrifice i had a very because they've you know it's because it's summer here too of course and uh they've got the mr whippy trucks out with the kind of plain green sleeves and all that sort of stuff beautiful and it's just such a like it's kind of such a sweet american experience that i feel that it's feels slightly sinister like i feel like i don't know it's kind of too saccharine and i feel like that's it's going to be some dark like as soon as I see one of those trucks, I imagine it being in some Stephen King movie or something, you know, <laughs> like it's a possessed truck. But um, well, Green Sleeves is also a creepy choice yeah. for a song when you think about it. Yeah. Like weird minor keys. and It is. Yeah, there's something, there's something weirdly, slightly sinister about a truck just like, just kind of idling slowly <laughs> near a playground with this like weird minor key music. <laughs> trying to lure people in. Uh, um, the next thing I had was more. This is fun. This was making me laugh because I was thinking like, fuck, of Will Smith and then Gen Z uh, talk. It's just like maybe getting close to running out of ideas here. <laughs> just start circling around these themes every single week, every second week. I heard some girls on the train, some German girls, and they were saying hashtag before they would then say the point. Ah. So they would say, they were speaking German, and then somebody would say something, and then the other one would say, like, hashtag we're late because they were, like, going to a party. And rather than just saying we're late, she would be like, um, hashtag we're late. (laughs) And the other one would go, yeah, hashtag we better hurry up. And the other one would be like, hashtag beer, hashtag yes. Were they using a... German word for hashtag or were they just... No, they use... All of that stuff is always in English. Okay. So, I mean, if you listen to Germans speaking, especially young Germans, the their, their language is like 
full of English words mm. and English expressions because right. that's all where the pop culture's coming from. Yeah. And then it reminded me as well that when I was with you in Chelsea Market last week, yeah. we were getting tacos and a man, a cool man, came and stood next to us and he was ordering tacos and he was doing a classic, yes, ma'am, put some more cheese on that, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. He was doing all that classic, yeah. ma'am, which I, which I love. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'll just get that for you, hon. He's like, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And then she said something and then he said, bet. Oh. Do you know bet? No. It's, bet is just a, it's another new form of approval. So she was oh. like, she was like, do you want something or something? And he's like, yep, bet. Wow. Like he an said, abbreviation of you bet or um, is it its own thing? I, I don't know because it wouldn't. You bet sounds Australian. Does but actually? I don't know. Mate, I don't know that you might be an abbreviation of. So that's one I want you to add bet. to your obnoxious vocabulary. I'd like you to. I've written here. I challenge John to throw in some hashtags. Yeah. Some on God. Some no cap. Some mid. Like this can evolve with each few episodes. There's becomes a. <laughs> I've got a, a long, vocabulary long to do of list. obnoxious obnoxious words that you need to start using. So you have to start, you have to have conversations with new people where you're saying, oh, hashtag, it's nice to meet you. Yeah. On God, no cap. Yeah. I'm so happy that I came to this party. The party I was at yesterday was a bit mid mm. facts and, uh, and then bet. Mm. Bet's a good one. I could use that. Um, mm. Also pressed. Do you know what pressed means? I'm pressed. You're pressed. pressed. She's pressed. No. Pressed is being mad or upset about something. Example, oh. why are you so pressed about what they said? Wow. Yeah. Is it is it uh is that an abbreviation of depressed? Or is that I don't know. Interesting. Could just mean yeah. Pressed as in like Could be. squooshed. I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little squooshed. <laughs> <laughs> why are you somebody's crying and you say, What are you so squooshed about? <laughs> That's much better. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I can use bet. I can use. But I've used hashtag before, actually. Um, it's quite old hashtag. Yeah. It's from it's a bit chuggy that one. Yeah, it is. That's that's the only reason I'd be using it. Um, but it is weird that internet speech has actually entered our syntax. I mean, I still occasionally will use uh, DOS-based command prompts in my speech. <laughs> and I say things like. <laughs> Forward, forward slash forward slash runtime. <laughs> dear dash p, dear dash p. I need to, I need to get into the directory of this conversation. Dear dash p. Lol. <laughs> Cd slash. I'll go. I'll get. It, I'll get to run. a party and I'll say, "All right, party dot exe." That's my. <laughs> That's my, that's my equivalent of hashtag party. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning into episode number 68 of Don't Praise the Machine. And in front of me, I can see that pearly gate beckoning me forward <laughs> because I made all the right choices and all of the lessons that I was taught 
at Catholic school really sunk in and I didn't challenge any of them. I accepted them all mm. and they've put me Best thing to on do. the path. And I can't wait to see some of you don't praise us. <laughs> going to be up there with me eventually, I'm sure. And I'm sorry to say some of you just not going to make it, I'm afraid, <laughs> because you messed up, you're down there. Mm. You're not going to make it up there. I hope to see you there, John. I reckon I'm on the fence. you probably got to put a little bit of work in. Yeah, I've got some cleaning up to do. you got, you got to get your affairs in order <laughs> or you go on that. You go on the wrong way. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in episode number 68 of Don't Praise the Machine. It's been so much fun with John still in New York City and me deep down here in Berlin. What an international podcast this has become. I've been having so much fun being all over the place. Biggity, biggity, bouncing up and down the globe. Keeping it hot and real. My name's been Alexander Holland, and as always, I'm tuned in digitally with my number one prince of podcasting. He's going to be called Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next week at the podcast.